Here, in your world, things are important. But what about the things that aren't important anymore? Well, sometimes those things end up here, in Dilstonia, where the Jifflings live on their little Jiffling ship. They find these things that we throw away and fish them out of their sea so that they can recycle them and put them to good use once again. And here they are now, ready to work. Eccentric young pumpkin. Ooh, I'm ever so excited. The hedge, who was a very lazy jiffling. Like, hey man, is it time for bed yet? Albert, the ship's gardener. Who's been in me cabbage patch lake? Friedeline, a very bossy jiffling who keeps law and order on the ship. Come on now, Jifflings, it is time for work. And Miss Katie, who is just a little bit vain. I'm not vain, I'm just really, really beautiful. This morning, there was a very important job to do on the ship. All the Jifflings were needed to help sail the boat in a new direction, and Friedeline was making sure that everybody knew what to do. Now, face the front of the ship, Jifflings. We all need to pull the sail to the left-hand side, which we call port. Aye, and the other side, down near me artichokes, on the right-hand side, that's called starboard. I won't break a nail, will I? This is not important. You will pull because it is necessary. I'm a champion sailor. I've even got medals for winning races, you know. This is not a race, young pumpkin. All you must do is pull. And you must remember which side to pull. Port. Port. Yeah, which is to the left. Now, where is the hedge? Oops, it looked like the hedge might be in a spot of bother. Instead of listening, he was tucked away in the corner, sharing a big bowl of crunchy carrots with Geoffrey, the pet mouse. Hedge, you must not nibble during the important instructions. But these are like... So delicious, man. Aren't those part of our supper, Hedge? I just had like a tiny taste, man. And now I'm just an eeny, meeny bit sleepy. Mm. No, and no. The sleepy time is after. This is before. Now we have to move the sail. It is a five chiffling job. Hedge knew that this was true, but he also felt rather full. He wobbled up to his feet, and little bits of half-eaten carrot fell out of his trousers. So, you listened very carefully to the instructions, yeah? Like, totally, man. Hey, I know how to sail. Oh dear, Hedge was in a little bit of a strop now, which was usually Miss Katie's job. He jiffled across the deck with a rather round tummy, and set himself in front of the sail. So, here are the rules. One last time. Come on, man. Let's just pull the sail. Ah, okay. Oh, we will run out of time. On three, we all jifflings pull the sail. One. Uh, two. Like, three. All the jifflings pulled the sail, just as Friedeline had said they would. Well, almost as she had said they would. For although he really thought he had been paying attention, the hedge wasn't actually listening at all. Whilst Albert and Miss Katie and Young Pumpkin and Friedeline all pulled the sail port side, Hedge, 
who was still a little grumpy, pulled the sail's starboard. <sighs> and now the sail had cracked. Oh no, Hedge. What will you do now? You've mangled our sail, Hedge. Now we can't go anywhere. I mean, you've made a canny actual mess here, you know. No time to quarrel now, Jifflings, for that sound meant an object which had been lost or thrown away on Earth had turned up in their sea, and they all had to work together to heave it in. The object clopped onto deck. It was long and thin, with a wiry, fuzzy haircut, just like Miss Katie. (laughs) The Jifflings all gathered round to look at it more closely. Hmm, this is certainly a shelf for organising all of these things. Bay, no, I think it's a scarecrow, you know, to stop all the birds pecking at me garden. Then, young Pumpkin skipped forward and prodded the object. I know what this is. This is the paintbrush. And it once belonged to a marvellous artist called Squirrely Wirrily Brown. Oh yes, it did look like a paintbrush, now you mention it. With the Jifflings being so little, it is sometimes hard to tell. Young Pumpkin hopped up onto the story seat and jambled himself into a comfortable storytelling position as he began to tell the tale. Well, Squirrely Wirrily Brown lived in a huge meadow which had all sorts of lovely burrows and dwellings where the other animals lived. And throughout the whole meadow, Squirrely was known for his wonderful paintings and all the animals would ask him to come and paint their houses and brighten them all up. He painted a lovely picture of some fruit for Patrick Badger and he painted a mountain for Rachel Vole. Squirrely was very proud of himself, and he started to think about all the grand things he could paint next time. Hmm. A magnificent cathedral, or a giant elephant, or even a racing car. Because secretly, what Squirrely wanted to be more than anything else was a racing car driver. Then, the next day, Squirrely got his biggest job yet for the most important friend in the meadow. Emily Owl. She wanted a lovely, calming picture of the ocean inside her treehouse home so she could look at it and relax. But Squirrely didn't really listen to Emily, and all he could think about was his big, bright racing car. So that's exactly what he painted all over her whole house. Well, when Emily Owl came back home, her eyes almost popped right out and her head started spinning all the way round, which actually was okay because, well, that's normal for owls. She told Squirrely that she really needed to relax and now all she could think of was zooming and whooshing and that wouldn't do at all. Then Squirrely realised what a ninny he had been and that he really should have listened to Amelie. So he put down his little paintbrush in the corner of the meadow and went out and got a much bigger one so that he could paint over his mistake with a lovely, calming picture. Just like Amelie had asked for. And because the paintbrush was lost or thrown away, it's ended up here. Yeah, and now the Jifflings will reuse it. Yes, Friedeline, for that is the Jifflings' purpose, and it really should be our purpose too. 
Way, why don't we use it as a windbreaker, man? To shelter our runner beans from all the bad weather? It could be a balancing beam, and I could be a brilliant and beautiful gymnast on it. Then the hedge stepped forwards, and he looked up into the air where the sail had been before his unfortunate carroty mistake. I think we should use this as a new mast. We can sew the sails onto the top, and then heave it into place. Oh, and then we can have even more adventures in the sea. Aye, and find lots more new objects too. Yeah, this is the satisfactory outcome. The Jifflings all heaved the brush towards the old mast. They unhooked the sails and their proud Jiffling flag and attached them to their new paintbrushy pole. And now, Friedeline should remind us all of which way to pull. And I will like listen the most. And indeed he did. So all the Jifflings worked as a team to get the ship fixed and by the end of the day they had lost no sea time at all. Yay! But now everyone had very tired sea arms and so that meant it was time to say goodnight. Goodnight young pumpkin. Oh, good night. Good night, Albert. Well, I'll see you in the morning, Lake. Good night, Friedeline. And it is a good night. Yeah. Good night, Miss Katie. Night, night. Good night, Hedge. Hedge? Oh, I think the Hedge is asleep already. And goodbye to you, wherever you are. Hopefully, next time you see a thing that you might throw away. You'll stop and see if you can use it again, just like our friends the Jifflings. And maybe the thing you use again will have a story to tell too. Goodbye. Bottle Ship was written mostly by me, Charlie Conquest. And a tiny little bit by me, Ben Mullins. All voices were performed by Charlie and Ben, and all audio production was by Ben. Thank you for listening to Bottle Ship. We hope you enjoyed it. Goodbye. Goodbye.